Nesachim Daf Yud Aleph, the last thing we we're discussing, we started in Mishnah, the Rebu Das, uh, it sounds like he wants you to check the night before Pesach, the night of the 14th, the morning, and at the time of the Bi'ur and Hachamim, sounds like uh, you, you only have to check once. And then we saw more Zutra who asked the question, and it sounded like from Rabbi Uda that Dafka, these three times you're supposed to check, not afterwards. And Hachamim said, if you didn't check up until now, you have to check. And Rabbi Uda's reason would be, don't check after the Hametz is Asur already, because if you're dealing with it, you might see a donut hiding somewhere and put it in your mouth and eat it. And Hachamim are not gozer such a gezera. And with that, we are starting actually Yud Amud Bet. Second to last line at the end, Umi Dilma The Rabbi Yehuda really hold that uh, don't uh, deal with something that is asur. Don't touch it. Don't deal. Don't uh, have anything to do with it because you might come to eat with it. And we have, we, you know, there's a sur of hadash. You're not allowed to eat any of the new crop until uh, the korban haomer, the second day of Pesach in the morning. They would give uh, the korban haomer, and now you can eat all the new crops. So now. Once Mishikarav Omer, once they gave that Korban in the morning, you'd walk out and they would be full of new crop all over the, the shuks in Yerushalayim. So you'd have Mahane Yerushalayim filled with wheat and flour and whatever you want from the new crop. And it was done, Shilobits on Hachamim. Why? Because maybe when you uh, come to, uh, you know, you're dealing with this and that, and uh, you'd come to eat it. That's the very Rebim Eir. Rebim Yudalmer, Bertson Hachamim, I all see now. Hachamim were okay with it. And bother, and you, by the way, what do you see over here? Veloka Gazar, Rebim Yudal, Dilma Tel Mechalmine. And Rebim Yudal is, is, uh, is uh, not the one worried that you might come to eat from it. So Amarava, no, Shani Hadash, the whole Isur of Hadash is very, you know, we didn't allow, Mitoch Shelo Itartalo, the only way we let you cut it, not with a sword, not with a knife, not with anything, rather the only way we let you cut it is Ela Al Yedekituf, you'd have to pluck each one by your hand, and therefore Huzachur, he's paying attention not to put it in his mouth. Okay, I get it. I get it. When, uh, when you're plucking it, you have to do it a little bit different. However, when you're grinding it, when you're sifting it, you're touching everything, what's good? what are you going to do as a heker? You don't, uh, you don't uh, eat it. So the Gemara says, no, that's not a problem. You can always grind it with a hand grinder and not with a water grinder. Sifting. You could also do you could do it on the backward side, the upside down side of the sifter. The Gemara says, okay, now, even though we don't cut a field before the Omer, still, any field that you need to bring water and the, 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 the crop over there is not so good, you can't, it's not uh, easy to give for Korban Omer purposes, or if it's in the, the valley. Again, the, uh, the, the crop isn't the best quality, and Tosfot says if you just leave it there, it's going to be getting ruined. Either way, you're allowed to cut that before the Omer. Avalogochin, but we're not allowed to pile them up because it's not a big deal if you don't pile them up. Uh, they're not going to get ruined. The Okimna, we said, that's Keribi Yehuda. Now, how do we let you touch it and everything? Michael what are you going to say? Ela, Amarabayed, no. The whole, the whole Sugib Hadash is different. Hadash, Badil Mineh. People are careful. New stuff, don't touch. Old stuff, you could touch. However, Hametz, you're eating it the entire year. You're not away from it. Therefore, we're telling you, stay away from it. Amarava. So you're telling me, Rabbi Udan himself is a contradiction. The Rabbanan, the Rabbanan, Lokashia? Rabbanan and Rabbanan are not contradicting? 
In our Mishnah, they don't care if you touch the Hametz, which is a sur to eat. And when it comes to Hadash, Rabbi Meir, Husta Mishnah, at least he's one of the rabbis arguing in the Yehuda, and they say over there, don't touch the Hadash. So now you're telling me Rabbi Yehuda versus Rabbi Yehuda. What about uh, Rabbanan and Rabbanan? I mean, Rabbi Meir is one of those Rabbanan. You have to say Rabbi Udan himself is not a problem. Why? Like we like we explained according to Abaye, that Hadash people stay away from Hametz. You don't stay away from the Rabbanah, the Nami Lokasha. Hachamim are not arguing on themselves either. Usually we tell you don't touch something that is a sur because you might come to eat it. But uh, when it comes to Hametz, who atzmo mechazir alav lesorfo? What's the? Why are you looking for it? You want to burn it, right? So you think yeah, the guy's going to eat from it? No, no it's not. It's not shaykh to say don't look for it now. Why? Because it says in the shuk Yerushalayim, in in the shuk in Yerushalayim, it said kemach vekalitnan. The shuk of Yerushalayim were were filled with flour and toasted grain. Which were not asur before the Omer. They're not, they're not considered ra'ul achila. So therefore, when people were touching them and de- working with them, we never thought people would eat them because they're not edible. The Gemara pushes that away a second. Ha'adirav ashi beduta. It's something made up. Bedutahi. Ha'tenah mikali ve'elach. Okay, I get it from the toasted grain part and on. However, me'ikara ad kali. But how about from when it's in the ground, and when it's still in the ground, when you're cutting it until it becomes uh, toasted grain. They're still soft. You can put it in your mouth. Why do you not also there? If you want to say, if you want to tell me that up until when you uh, you pluck it, it's not edible. And then when you pluck it, it becomes edible, but you're plucking it a, a different way. So you have that in your mind. Like Rabbi explained before. Ela, okay, fine, but uh, the Mishnah Nachot where it says Kotsrin betashalachim v'shebamakim, and you cut the 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 field that you have to water manually, or the one in the valley doesn't have such good quality food. We said Kerbiuda Ma'ikal Memar. We said it's like Kerbiuda. Why would uh, why would Kerbiuda be lenient over there? It's edible, and uh, why are we allowing you to t- to cut over there? Ela, you have to say the Rav Ashe When Rav said. It all depends if it's edible or not. He made it up. Uh, he, he didn't like it. Now, the Gemara has a problem with Abaye's uh, answer. And it all depends. only goes there where uh, when a person is used to touching something, used to having it mutar, and that's why he's a certain hametz. That not. We have a bright Wait a second. It says, It's a Mishnah in Masechet Shabbat, the second parakel. Person can't take uh, the, the the outside layer, the eggshell, and make a hole in it. We malein Hashem and fill it with oil. Betenina beetzad danir and put it next to a candle. This way, bishvil shetehem and ativet so it could drip the oil into the candle. This way, it could uh, continue lighting. Mafilu yishar haris even if that the bowl or something is made of uh, earthenware and what's and because you're we're scared you might come take from the oil. Verbiu das matir. And you have oil, people like to take from that all the time. And still, Rabbi Uda's matir. The Gemara says, no. The reason Rabbi Uda's matir over there, because Shabbat, people are careful. And they know not to get anywhere near it. Okay. So we have a problem from Shabbat to Shabbat. Meaning, 
Detanya Hevel Deli Shinivsak. You have a rope that's connected to a bucket that uh, got that got ripped from the middle. Loye Koshar, you can't tie it Ella on Vob, make it like a bow. Rebu Daomer, Korech Alav Punda or Pesikya. You could tie around it a belt or or some sort of a strap of something or Bilvachilanvenu, but you can't uh, make a bow. We have a problem. On one hand, he's telling me uh, you're not allowed to make a bow because you might come to uh, tie a knot. And on the other hand, he's telling me I could put the eggshell or the harris, the earthen with the uh, bowl with uh, with the oil inside and make a hole. And we're not worried you're going to take from the oil. And on one hand, they're telling me you're not, we're scared you're going to take from the oil. On the other hand, they're not worried you're going to make, uh, you're going to make a knot. They, they let you make a bow. So the Gemara explains, "Derabanan, derabanan, lokashia." Hachamim are not the contradicting themselves. Shemen be shemen mechlav. People, you know, they're so used to taking oil, they might come take oil, and even in this type of case, okay. So we're, we just uh, we're oser completely. We're gozer. However, aniva bikshiralo mechlav. People are making a bow, and people are making a knot. They're not gonna get mixed up, and we're not worried of uh, of them making a knot. What's the reason he was oser to make a bow? He was not worried you're going to come to make a knot. He felt that making a bow is tying a knot. It's part of the Isur de Oraita. Now the Gemara says, okay, we have another problem with Rabbanan contradicting themselves. Did not. Koshrin deli bepiskeya. We can tie a uh, the, the bucket using a belt. Avalo behevel not with the rope because you might leave it there. Vidabi udam matir. It lets you even uh, tie the the bucket even with the rope. Now hevel demai. What type of uh, rope are we talking about? Ilema hevel dealma. If we're talking about a regular rope, then we have a problem. How's vidabi udam matir? How's he allowing it? Kesha shel kayamau. You're leaving it there forever. Why the vadayat to the batrude? You're gonna take that regular rope and just leave it there forever and ever and ever. And you just made a uh, permanent knot on Shabbat. Elapshita, rather, what are we talking about? They got a deal. A weaver's rope, which he needs for his work, he'll use it now for Shabbat to get the water with the bucket, but he's not going to be, uh, he's not going to be mevatel it there. It's only there, uh, you know, temporarily, not uh, permanently. So you're telling me hachamim or gozer a weaver's rope because you might come to use a regular rope. So why won't they gozer making a bow because you might come to make a knot? So the gemara says in yes in the weaver's rope hachamim or gozer because hevel be hevel mechlaf you're gonna come and mix up uh, different types of ropes. However, aniva bikshira lo mechlifa. But when you, the, you're not going to mix up bows and knots. And now Rashi puts everything together beautifully. That according to Rabbanan, any place where we could get mixed up, they were gozer. That's why they were gozer with Hadash before the Omer, the Shfoferet of the Betza, and by the rope. However, by Hametz, they were not gozer because you, you're not going to mix up because you want to burn it. And with, uh, with the bow, you're not going to get mixed up with a knot. However, any it all depends if you you're using it, if you removed the way you removed yourself away from it or not, and therefore by hametz he was gozer. However, with hadash or the shvurvetshel betza, you you know you keep yourself away from it, and therefore he's not gozer. And with the bow, he just it's a total different uh, it's a total different reason. It has nothing to do with gzerot. Okay, now back at the Gemara. V'cholecha devadil mi'ne lo gazar Rabbi Yudan. Any time you keep yourself away from it, Rabbi Yudan was not gozer. V'hatanya, 
Bechor, you're not allowed to put a, you're not allowed to make a wound in a Bechor. Sha'ahazodam, that now he has a lot of blood and you have to let something out. Afilu humet, even if he, if he's gonna die, if you don't take care of him, en mekizin lodam, you don't make a wound and let blood come out of him. Divere biuda, why because you might come to make a wound and, and try to get him to be mutar to, to be eaten. Listen, you could let blood as long as you don't make a wound. And you see that Rabbi Uda was gozer, even in the Bechor, which is Kodashim, and everyone is away from it, and you still gozer. The grant is no hatam. When it comes to Bechor, a person is so worried about his money, doesn't want that Bechor to die. Amrina, and we say, Isharit le. If you allow him to make a wound, in a place on his body where it's not going to become a blemish, he might come to make a wound in a place where it does make him a baal mum and it's a blemish and it's no good anymore. The Rabbanan, they were matir koshekin. Why the ila sharit leklal? If you don't let him do something to save its life, he's going to come to do a wound on purpose just to save its life. Do we say according to that the person is worried about his money? You can't comb an animal on Yom Tov with a, uh, with a metal comb. I guess to clean it, because you're going to maybe make a scratch and you're going to make a wound for uh, on a Baal Hayim, on a living animal, living creature, which is an Av Aval You're allowed to comb it uh, with, a, with a comb that has wider uh, teeth. Hachamim say you can't do either. Not with the with the metal comb, not with the comb with the wider uh, teeth. Betanya ezo kidur veze kirtsuf. What's kidur? What's kirtsuf? Kidur, uh, it has small uh, small teeth. Ketanim veosin habura, and they can make a scratch to make a wound. Kirtsuf gedolim, they're wider teeth. Veen osin habura, and they don't make a wound. And you see over there, the animal is dirty. It's going to get ruined. It's going to get hurt. And Rabbi Uda is allowing you. To at least comb it with uh, the thick teeth uh, comb, and he's not goes there. You might come to do it with the the, the skinny teeth comb. The Gemara says no. Hatam by bechor If you leave him, he's gonna die. Amir and Adam bo'alamono. Person scared about his money, and therefore Rabbi Uda was osir altogether. Hacha, but over here by a behemah with has dirt on it. Okay, Ishavikle, what's the worst gonna happen? Sala Balma, it's gonna be in a little bit of pain. Lo Amrina Damba Wallamona. We're not gonna say a person is so scared of uh, to lose money, he's gonna come to do an Abira. Berebiuda, Maishana Gabe Hamitz de Gaza. So then uh, why is he gozer by Hamitz? That after the time it's Asur, don't check for the Hamitz. Umaishana Gabe Kirtsuf, the Logazar, and by Combing with the big teeth, he was not kozer. He said, "You're not. We're not worried. You can use the, the the comb with the small teeth." So he explains lechem be lechem mechlaf lechem, which is hametz, and lechem, which is matzah. You can see it's gonna. It could get very easily get mixed up between a pita and one of those farik matzot. Ulachi gazar, therefore, is kozer. But kidur be kirtzuf la mechlaf. There are two different types of combs. He, he's not kozer. You're gonna you're gonna come to use the other one if he allows it. 
Now the next Mishnah, Rabbi Meir Omer Ochlin Kol Hamesh, you're allowed to eat Hametz the entire fifth hour, Vesorfin Bithilat Shesh, and we burn at the beginning of the sixth hour, that means an hour before midday. At the beginning, so if let's say midday was at 12 o'clock, 11.01, that's when you burn. You're allowed to eat entire fourth hour up until the end of it. And you wait that fifth hour. And you burn at the beginning of sixth. And you burn at the beginning of Pasul, and they were they, they were they were placed at the beginning of the fourteenth in the morning on top of a big area, a tall area on uh, Harabait, and everyone would look over there. Kolzman shemunachot, as long as they were there, everyone could eat hametz regular. Nitlaahat, once one of those halot were taken, tolin, we wait. Now you can't eat hametz anymore, but you don't have to burn. Loochlin velosrofin, but you're still allowed to sell it. Nitlu shetehen. Once they were both taken away, hitchilu kol ha'am sorfin. Everyone starts burning their hametz. Rabban Gamliel Omer, hulin echalin kol arba. Hametz that is hulin. You could eat it the entire fourth hour. Terumah. If it's terumah, that's hametz. Kol hamesh. You could eat it the entire fifth hour because you're not allowed to ruin kodashim with your hands. And at the fifth hour. Uh, technically, uh, hametz is mutar from the Torah, right? So therefore, teruma you could still eat. However, v'sorfin b'tchilat shesh. Once the sixth hour comes, you gotta burn. Anatam, we learned about the uh, idim who are trying to testify on someone who did something wrong. You have to kill him. Had omer b'shnaim b'chodesh. One of the idim said uh, he killed them on the second day of the month. The other guy said it's on the third day of the month. We, uh, their testimony is good. One uh, went to Shul in Rosh Chodesh. He knows which, it's the, the, which day of the month it is, and one didn't. One thought last month, and, um, last month ended at the 29th. The other one thought the last month ended on the 30th. And okay, that makes sense. However, third of the month, fifth of the month, it's canceled, they don't know what they're talking about, their, their entire testimony is no good. If one of them says uh, it happened at the second hour, the other one at the third hour, it works. One person said on the, the fifth, one said the seventh, because at the fifth hour the sun is on one side of the, the sky, and at the seventh hour it's on the, seven, on the second inside of the sky. The sun is at the east, it's on the west. So if you couldn't get that right, then your entire idut is no good. Now, Amar Abayek, Shetim Tzalomar, what do you come out with uh, all of this? According to a person doesn't make mistakes. And a person can make a mistake with about half hour. Why? A person doesn't make mistakes because he said three and five is no good. 
And the only reason we are lenient with two and three is because ma'asek yava telat. Whatever he saw was probably at the end of the second hour, beginning of the third hour. So it's not really a mistake. It's that's just when it happened. It happened at two forty-five. Why is he saying shtaim? He meant the besof shtaim at the end of the second hour. Why the other guys say three? The beginning of the third hour. He wasn't sure. Now, person can make a mistake with the half an hour. Why? Whatever happened that he's testifying on happened, let's say, at 4.30. So why'd you say three? He meant I mean, at the end of the third hour, which is at the beginning of the fourth. And he made a half hour mistake. Or, or when he says at five, he meant at the beginning of the fifth hour, and he made a mistake half hour backwards. And some say, if you're medakdik and everything, a person can make a small mistake. An hour and a little bit more. A person can make a small mistake. That's why when you said when he said three, he said five, it's no good. And what's the reason between two and three we still okay with it? So if it happened at the end of two, at the beginning of three, when someone's making a small mistake, we're okay with that. We'll let that go. A person can make a mistake with an hour and a little bit more. That's why three and five, it's still good because we could always say whatever happened, it happened either at the end of uh, the third hour or at the beginning of the fifth hour. And we're talking about an hour and a little bit uh, difference. When someone made a mistake by an hour and a minute. So think uh, uh, 3.59 and 5.01. And based on all that, we're going to start a new sugiya tomorrow. Baruch Hashem le'olam. Amen ve'amen.